Hello, you are listening to episode 25 of Desi Geek Girls. I am Preeti Chibber. And I am Swapna Krishna, and we are recording on Friday, April 6th. And we are going to talk about the two towers. Finally. <laughs> the extended, 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 extended edition. I know. So we, we've been planning. To, I think we were like two months late on this, I think. Um, <laughs> and just like life has been busy and we've both been tired. And this is a really long movie. This movie is so long. So long. I love this movie. This actually might be my favorite of the three minus like some like storylines. But it's just these movies are so long. This is like, my is, least favorite of the three. Oh really? It might this one might be my favorite of the three. Just in, if you take basically the Rohan Helms deep is my yes, like storyline of the movies. The other stuff is not. All right. Um we'll get to that though. We'll get there. Maybe okay. in like two years. Who knows? Yes. Because oh my god. It took me three days to watch this movie. I know. It was so, so long. long. So like, long. Fellowship Extended doesn't feel that long. And if I go back and listen to our episode, I'm sure we're like, it was so long. But- so because a lot happens, whereas half yes. this movie is freaking tree beard and ants and Ugh. like, oh, okay. Like, don't, we're going to get like hate mail because we're going to shit talk the No, ends, we're not. But, we oh, lo- I love, I love this movie. It's my least favorite of a beloved trilogy. Yes. Like, you have to, you, whatever. Okay, so. Okay. We pick up where we left off. Okay. I watched the first disc with, um, with the cast commentary on. Mm. Because I felt like it and because I, I did just. Something different. Yeah, something different. And I did just watch it, like, a couple weeks ago, but it was after a holiday party and is probably not in the space I needed to be to watch it critically yeah. for our podcast, but I did just watch it. So my friend Erla, we're like, let's watch it with the commentary on. Super fun. I think I did that once, like right when I got those the extended editions, but I haven't done it since. I might do it again. I know. I kind of want to rewatch the second disc now with the commentary on. Yeah. Because I'm sure it'll be it'll be fun. Obviously, some parts are better than others. But, yeah. You know, we, we pick up where we left off with Sam and Proto off on their own. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I said, this is my favorite movie of the three. I say that because I absolutely love the, like, Rohan Saruman Helms Deep story. Like, that is my favorite story. Like, it's my favorite book, my favorite story. But the other two storylines in this are excruciating. <laughs> no, like, I love, I love Sam and Frodo so much. Oh, I, I can't, I can't. I love it. Like, in the third movie, because, like, part of it is, in this movie, you're supposed to get the sense that they're just going in circles and not making any, like, that's, that's the intent. Right, that's the like, point. Like, it's not bad filmmaking or bad storytelling. Like, the intent is they're so tired. And they're not, they know they're not getting anywhere. And it's just like unending. But what but like, it is though, is this beautiful examination of the relationship between Frodo and Sam. And I, also- I love it. They're like, so cute. I love, I love Frodo and Sam, but like <laughs> Gollum stuff just gets a little. Uh, I, I know, great. I know. And like Andy Circus is so He's good. So- 
He's so, so good. Bad. And and even the graphics, when you think about how they have him, they were digitally replace him like splashing yeah. in water and all that. It's, it's very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and agree. And I do really like the way he played Gollum. I do too. I know people had issues with, they thought it was funny or like whatever. And I remember being in theater and people laughing at certain sequences that I was like, are we watching the same movie? Because that was terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know a lot about, like, the rest, everything I know about, I think he's amazing. I think he did an amazing job with the character, and he played a, he walked a very fine line between being comedic relief, which, mm-hmm. which there, he has some funny moments. Yes. Like, you know, like, um, what's Tater's precious? Right, like, right. Some- cute moments but he is in no way comic relief but he is this harmless pathetic little thing that is also absolutely like you said absolutely terrifying which is really hard to do it's hard because he has to be terrifying but he also has to be terrified Mm -hmm. right like he has to play both parts so well and you have to like I think on this watch I felt for Gollum more than I've ever felt for Gollum yeah like you pity him but you also are terrified of what he might do and of what he, what he is, mm, we'll get there. His, his ruthlessness. Right. Okay. Um, because of what the ring has done mm-hmm. to him. Okay, let's, uh, so, but we start with them, um, the elvish rope scene is at the beginning, right? Yeah, and so it's a really brief scene of just getting us back, I think, literally taking us from Fellowship to Two Towers. To yeah. Like, we know where you left off. Like, we know the, this is where you are. Um, because then it immediately goes back into Pippin and Mary. And um, yeah. yeah, Pippin and Mary cutting back and forth between Pippin and Mary and what happened, and Aragorn that is so effective, so effective the the splicing that. of the narrative with Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, like giving us both how they got to the point at which they understood what had happened to Mary and Pippin, and then we get to see it. I love it. Creates so much suspense. Yes. Um, and it is so like, that is one of the like scenes where you can just see the genius of Peter Jackson's ability to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Like it is so incredibly well done. It is. It's really, really smart. Um, okay. So I have a question. Yes. So when the orcs or the Urukai, I guess they're not the orcs and the Urukai both yeah. are, I'm um, taking, um, you know, Mary and Pippin and they, they're trying to eat Marion Pippin's legs, I guess. And then they kill an orc who's trying to eat them. Yeah. And then the lead guy says, looks like meat's back on the menu. Right. Presumably, do, I, I know. How do, where are there Arukai restaurants? Or is it the colloquial use of the, I should have looked up the etymology of menu. Yeah. To like see, um, where that comes from because menu isn't necessarily used exclusively in in, uh restaurants but it does imply that there's a sophistication to the cooking that they they enjoy cooking right not even even sophistication to cooking it implies cooking it it implies cooking or at Some least having a preparation. It implies versus... that they they've sit down for meals together, and meals yes. are like a thing. 
mm-hmm. amongst which them. I mean I don't judge this we might there's a lot of, there is actually genuinely a lot about orc culture we don't know yes um that's not a culture that explored so that's not a sarcastic statement there is a lot about orc culture we don't know but I just that was that's always that's been a that it, always has been a question it was me. very funny um and it's true like what a strange colloquial phrase for them to use because it's you know, yep. when I'm sometimes when I'm reading something that can really take me out of a fantasy book is when they use colloquialisms. Yeah. Because if like, they say oh, like okay. how do you know that something's cool? Like yeah. that drives me crazy. This one admittedly did not occur to me until much, 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 much later. <laughs> yeah, this one occurred to me a few years ago, but not it has it's not one of those ones that I have has I wasn't smart enough probably to pick that up. Yeah, same. Because back in the day, <laughs> it's just an iconic quote. Looks mm-hmm. like meat's back on the menu, on the boys. Menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what? I um, want okay. to I want to point out and and if you follow me on Twitter, you saw me tweeting this because I live tweeted my experience watching this movie. Um, three nights because that's how long this movie is. Because that's how long it took. And God bless you if you stuck with it. <laughs> Whatever. Very impressive. But Jonathan, the difference in um, commentary from like Jonathan Reese Davies, who played Gimli, versus yeah. like The Hobbits is amazing. Yeah, so, I remember that from like the, interviews. Like the first sequence when Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli come back, you have Aragorn. He goes, That is Aragorn. Our once and future king, in a way. Then Legolas, and that's the immortal elf, Legolas. And then Gimli, and this, is this is the hero we've been waiting for. Oh my god. Oh my god. Meanwhile, during the sequence where Frodo picks up the box to see what's inside of it, Elijah Wood's like, what's in that box? Dominic Monaghan just goes, marijuana. Oh my god, I loved it. It's so funny because you have half the actors who are like skill and craft and like Brad Dorif, your boyfriend. Oh my god, okay, we'll get to this. Oh my god, I hate So everybody. much time. He's so nice. Every time he opens his mouth, he's like, Brad Dorif is so nice. And like the, per- the Miranda the who- creepiest characters. I know, but he's so nice. And his like commentary is so lovely. All right, I will stop but talking also, about the commentary, but it's so good. Also, just, just with the commentary generally, I have watched the, like, extended edition interviews, like, more times than I can count. Yep. And it's because you can tell that all these people have a genuine affection for these movies mm-hmm. and um, a genuine affection for each other. Like, yes. they really built bonds, and it comes across, and just, it seems, it's just, it's really nice. Okay, anyway. It is. It is really nice. Back to the movie. Um, back to the movie. We get to see Saruman's army at Isengard and the uh, the Urukai coming out of these like oh. disgusting sacks like yeah. mucus and it's like an amniotic something or the other is happening and it's just really gross. No thank you. No thank you. And you, you see I love I do love when you get to see Peter Jackson's like love of horror come out like in in these like epic fantasy rolling fantasy films it's every so often it's just like the most grotesque thing that you can think of. You're like, look, I want to die. This is so gross. Yeah. So then we cut back to this village in Rohan that is being raided. 
And for whatever reason, it focuses on these two angelic white children. Yes. <laughs> Which you're like, I get it. Your village is being raided. But they spend a lot of screen time on these kids. And I just yep. don't care. Yep. yep. I think it's we're like, supposed to, I think it's supposed to like, give like a human weight to what's happening. But like, I'm not sure it's the most effective way to do it. And it's it's unnecessary because we're seeing the human weight. Yeah. It's not I mean, I know they want to show us the the quote common man, but you do it he does it so effectively with hobbits because he's been trying to do it in fellowship. Where you see where you the reality see the reality of what the Shire is. Shire is. Whereas, Whereas in, in this, in this village, you don't know anything about these people. You don't know anything about this village. All you're seeing is the like terror. So it's a little cheap. It's a little like um, it, it's it's a shortcut by yeah, using children to make us feel. But I just get irritated because I'm like, I genuinely don't care about these people. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, please cut back to Amir. Oh, gosh. I love him. <laughs> Shows up in I, the next scene. Okay, can I tell you how much I love Carl Urban and have fanatically followed his career since <laughs> this movie? I Did you, so like, die when he got cast in Star Trek? Oh, my God, yes. Like, <laughs> like, like bones! <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, screamed. Because, like, I have been, like, I, I, I love Carl Urban so much. Starting from this movie, like, this is the first thing I saw him in. And I was obsessed. Like, <laughs> just, like, obsessed. And Aramir is a little bit trash. Not oh, yeah. trash. But he definitely does try to make decisions for his sister. Like it's a little bit there. There's some trash going on. We're gonna talk about the that that bullshit trope that happens, um, but, but constantly. You see him in the movie, uh, find Theodred, the king's son, who mm-hmm. is wounded in battle. Yes. Uh, they attack. And they do they attack? Is that is that is that the night they attack the group of Uruks that Marion Pippin are with, or is that later? I think it's that night. Yes. Okay, it's that night. Okay, so then we're all of the whole Aragorn, Mary, you know, all that juxtaposition is going on at the same time. Yeah. So like, all three of these. Oh stories. no 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 no! It's the night before because okay. this is the effect of that battle. Okay. Okay. So um, we see him and he finds the king's son, but it's clear the king's son is very badly wounded and then yes. takes back to Edoras. Who like no matter how many times I have seen this movie, I will never remember what that kid looks like. Like the every address? time I see him, I'm like, oh right, that's what your face looks like. Um but takes him back and then you see we're we see what's happening in Rohan. Yep. Um which is not great. Nope. Um and basically okay, so let's talk about let's talk about Brad Dura. Yeah I knew it <laughs> I feel like we have to explain this because I get made fun of so badly for this. I don't think anyone it's gets it. Because okay. it's the best my how the turntables have turned okay, in the history so of turntables. Point. I don't know. Preeti like mentioned that she loved Brad Dourif. And like just like he's a good actor. Like not like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with Brad Dourif. Yeah, I just okay, I Brad think Dourif he's very plays Worm Tongue, by the way. Like if you're not sure who's Sorry, guy yes. Is. He plays yeah, Worm like, Tongue. And I find him to be very talented. I think he is very talented as well. Like he also played um, Suter, Lon Suter in Star Trek uh, Voyager, and he was very good and very creepy in that role. Um, and he generally plays kind of creepy roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so 
I think me and Paul. Was it Paul too? I feel like Paul was in on this as well. Probably. Paul's always um, in on trolling. I know. Paul Montgomery, um, fuzzy typewriter. He's a good friend of ours. But um, we basically started making fun of Preeti for being in love with Wormtongue. And this went on for like like a month maybe. And then it kind of lost steam. And then I think I was talking, I think I was doing a rewatch. I think how it happened is I was doing a rewatch of Voyager and mentioned that Brad Dourif was in it and I, he was great. And Preeti was like, oh yeah, because he's your boyfriend. I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, yeah, because he's your boyfriend. You know, you love Brad Dourif. I'm like, no, wait, no, you love Brad Dourif. And she's like, nope. And just like that, like, <laughs> tables were turned. And so now Preeti and my editor and Gadget Nate gang up on me and... <laughs> <laughs> you should see how I am like rubbing my face in distress right now. Preeti can see it. Oh, uh, such joy. <laughs> so when we talk about when she talks about Brad Dourif being my boyfriend, that is why That's I do think he's a very from. talented actor, and I think he's actually like a super super nice guy, judging from like the interviews I've seen yeah. with him. But I have no strong feelings for him <laughs> other than I respect his talent. Just so. getting that off record. Slutna's boyfriend, Brad Dorif, shows up on screen. Uh, he's so good as Wormtongue. Worm oh, oh my god, he is like sniveling, Rups. but there is this, it's funny because I, I said I wasn't going to bring up the commentary, but I will. Um, there's this sequence where he, where Miranda, um, I'm losing her last name, Aowen, is Auto. crying over her cousin's body. And he has this like monologue and he comes into the room and there is this very uncomfortable moment between them where he is clearly a creep, but you can see her wavering because she's a woman in this, like she's lost her. Cause I think they were betrothed. Right. Um, and she's, you see her waver for like a second of like, is this what I'm going to have to do? And it's sad, and he he owns that moment so much that you feel even more hatred and disgust towards him. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. So good. Um, but that's a great scene, and you just get a sense of just how lonely she is. It's very, yeah. as compared to the two kids on the horse and Rohan versus mm-hmm. this, it's like more yeah. like that. Like, that's so, like, we know you can do better because- right. This type of storytelling is so good, and that was so clunky. So when we criticize stuff like that, it's just because we know Peter Jackson can do a lot better. Yes. Um, and then she runs outside for that gorgeous shot where, like, the flag, you know, like, she's outside on the hill, and the scenery is beautiful, and the flag rips off and kind of floats, floats. off in the distance. Because, oh, well, we did fast oh, no, we forward. Skipped. I fast forwarded us a little bit. Yeah, we skipped. We when skipped the when, of Well, no, we also skipped. We skipped how Aomer and um, Aragorn, uh, Legolas, and Gimli actually meet up. Yes, and that okay. sequence where they surround them, and for a second you don't know what's happening, and Legolas That's a like, great yeah, because he pulls his bow and an arrow out after Gimli talks so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you Gimli, force master, and I shall give you mine. <laughs> If you were, what did he say? It's like if your head was just a little, b- little higher above the ground. Yeah. A little more above the ground. I would cut off your head, dwarf. If it's not further <laughs> off right. <laughs> and then is the place. whole so sequence times. where we get to see Merry and Pippin run into Fangorn. Yes. 
and, and they and meet yeah. uh the white meet, lizard. No, they meet Mary and Pippin meet our end. Yes. Beard. Tree beard. And, and then it's, the white wizard. And then White Wizard will know what to do with you. Oh, there's so, so because we skipped a lot. I've yeah. I fast forwarded us to get to Brad Dorf. I apologize for Swanna's yes. sake. So, I know. Because she they knows get me. they get into Fanghorn and you see you one I will say that like the sequence of them getting chased by the orc. Yeah. Being terrified, and then Pippin, Billy Boyd sitting on top of Treebeard and screaming and then getting this amazing look as the eye opens on his face where he's just like, wait. Yeah. Is so good. It's yeah. such a wonderful, like, moment that you are like, same, actually. I would yeah. same, you know? Yeah. That's um, probably how any of us would react. And then we actually have the Inferi scene. Not Inferi. Inferi is from Harry Potter, but that's I was going to feel them. like... But when they're when Frodo, we cut back to Frodo, Sam, oh, and the, the and marshes Gollum, of the dead, and it's the marshes of the dead. Yeah, and Frodo falls face first into this marsh that's filled with the dead soldiers dead of yeah. battles past. Um, and it's a really creepy, effective scene. I feel like because Elijah Wood, you know, there are points where I'm like, I don't love what your face is doing, but when he goes into that weird trance is very mm-hmm. effective and scary sometimes yeah. and you feel so deeply there's a scene i'll talk about it but there's a scene at the later of the movie that i think is just like he's so incredible good. he's so good yeah. and then you start to pay attention to what's happening to sam as a result of it though and sean astin is just incredible in this movie and also what how much the difference between how uh, sam and frodo kind of regard Gollum you can see yes. the wedge oh yes see the beginning of that wedge yes and Sam's clearly from a place of protection yeah. and a little jealousy I'm sure mm-hmm. because Frodo has started paying attention to this other creature um and then it goes into Aragorn and Gimli well, and- we forgot to mention that Gollum is the one who pulls Frodo out not Sam yes. which I did oh, not expect yes because apparently they filmed it both ways. They filmed it with Sam pulling him out and then they filmed it with Gollum pulling him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, they put the scene in there. It makes more sense narratively and driving that wedge further because Gollum pulls him out and yeah. Sam doesn't get to be his protection or his number two, basically. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that they had filmed it both ways, but I'm glad they used this one because it does a lot in like just one scene. Yes, it establishes a lot of different dynamics, and yes. it does. It's very effective. It's so good. And then it's Fangorn where Gandalf comes back. Fa- yes. Gandalf okay. So Fangorn comes again, and the way they combine Christopher Lee and um, Ian McKellen's voices mm-hmm. is really effective um, because you can't tell who it is. You can hear hear Christopher Lee, but you can kind of hear hints of. And then as the conversation progresses, it becomes more and more Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, and then also, this is when we see Shadow Facts again for the first time with, with Gandalf's <laughs> whistle, which I love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we're, then okay, so then this group is off to Rohan. Merry yes. and Pippin are with Treebeard. It goes back to, so, uh, there's just too much ants in the oh, extended yeah. edition. It's yes. Too much. I'm too much sorry. 
and so I know. boring. And I know that's the whole point. Like, but oh man, it drags. Like, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people's love of ants goes back to like a childhood love of the yes. idea of these big talking trees when reading Lord of the Rings. And I don't think they're as effective on screen or if you didn't have that childhood affection for them. And I'm not saying that some, I'm sure some people watch this movie for the first time and love Ents, and that's okay, but that was not me. I've never been a fan of Ents. Like I read the books, you know, but I like not my thing. And there is just a lot of Ent. Yeah, I agree. Too much Ent. It's too, it's not entertaining. Oh no. Okay. This podcast (laughs) is over. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) hilarious um i do want to bring up something so frodo sam and gollum Mm -hmm. after after the end scene get to the sequence where they're in front of the gates of mordor yeah when when the um soldiers are coming and there's these soldiers you can't i don't want to gloss over it because they clearly like look oh yes ethnic yeah and it's like a little frustrating they have elephants like there's later in the commentary sean astin says that the army of men marching towards sauron is south asian inspired which is frustrating as hell yeah that is it's uh, first on so many levels just on a basic level of it's frustrating but then like there are no people of color and there are, z- I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, there's only a few in the background. Like there there's are, zero. Like literally casting calls called for white people. There are no people of color in a And, uh, and so it's it's a little, it's it's insulting and frustrating. Mm-hmm. I just, we, we have to recognize it and notice it. Yeah. So that we can get better than it. Yes. Um, so there's this whole sequence where where Sam and Frodo are like, "All right, we're just gonna we're gonna fucking do this." That's we're it. I love that for it. scene. I lied. I actually like the Frodo and Sam stuff. I think I was getting the Frodo and Sam stuff in this movie um, confused with the next movie because the next movie is just <gasps> it's gonna be just, a lot. Well, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. But actually, because now that I'm thinking about, it, like, I love this scene. I love a lot of these scenes. I know. I love the sequence too. because. First, you have Sam in this great anxiety-inducing moment where he slides down the rock hill and, like, gets halfway buried. Frodo runs up and is trying to get him out. And, of course, it's And they're getting closer and closer. It's impossible that these soldiers are not seeing this. But it's still, you see the anticipation as, like, cutting back and forth. And then Frodo, at the very last second pulls the the elvish cloak And you have no idea until that point what the elvish cloak can do. Right. And so as they pull back, every time I watch it, I still am surprised at which rock is them, you know, yeah. when they when they pull it back off and it's this great moment. And then Gollum being like, oh, no, 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 you cannot go through that door. You'll never make yeah. it like you'll never make it. And the thing is, Gollum does lead them, and we'll get into this more in the next movie, but I don't think they would have made it through that gate. Like, oh, are you going to no. just run for it through like, and all, no. they would have died in like four yeah. seconds. Somebody would have shot them. Um, but, okay, so, um, but that's, that scene was just cool. Like, the, the, the Black Gate is so daunting. It's the first time you see, besides seeing Barad-Dor, it's the first time you see a piece, and, like, Mount Doom is the first time you see a piece of Mordor. Yeah. And it's it's freaking daunting. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Um, here is where there's a slight 
foray into the off into the forest where Mary and Pippin are like, "Oh, you're taller," and, and then yeah. and then that tree tries to eat them, and it's it's a weird scene. And yeah. then it then we get to Rohan, and that great theme comes in. Oh wait, we we also skipped. Um, Aomer is banished. Oh from yeah, Rohan, the king's which real you all You've all seen this movie. You know, banished forthwith from the lands of Rohan, <laughs> from the kingdom of Rohan, on pain of. Death. Come for the commentary, but stay stay for the impressions. I know. I'm terrible <laughs> at impressions, but I've seen it like I like like I said, this is my favorite one of the movies, so I've seen this one more than the other two. <laughs> God, I've seen this movie a lot. Um Okay, so um So now so, the Gandalf and, and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas show up at Rohan. Rohan. Yeah. Rohan. I got very Indian for a Rohan. second. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Rohan. I know. <laughs> To Rohan. It's very hard to say. Um, and they let them in, and Gandalf uses his You wouldn't his deprive an old man of his walking stick, would you? Like, and they let him in with his staff. I love the wink, because it's so, like, effortless, and you can barely see it. Like, it's after, so you know, they let him in, he gets that little wink. And the, um, the worm tail is like, I told you not to let the wizard keep his staff! I know. He's so mad. So mad, but the, the, like, like it's so good. The whole that whole scene is really good. The sequence of Theoden, one of my favorite like CG sequences yeah. in the film, is Theoden and slash practical really is the um, de aging. Is the de aging of Theoden going from like the Sar Saruman infested Theoden to uh, to Theoden King as he is? You know, it's seamless. Still, and it could have been very cheesy, and it yes. was not at all. It was very smooth. It was like really, really, really well done, and it just it looks so good on screen. Yeah. Still, sixteen years later, yeah. um, it's it's really wild. I just then this they introduce this freaking Eowyn has a crush on Aragorn thing. Yes, and I just hate it. I just yeah. hate it. I hate every part of it. I think it's stupid. I think it's like unnecessary i just hate it and it makes me feel awkward every time she like looks at him i think it's understandable because she's been so alone and this is the first attractive man she's but seen in a very like, long time it's not like oh uh, you're hot it's like i would die for you <laughs> she's a little she's a she's a little yeah she's a little intense it's i like, i don't think it, i don't think it doesn't make sense I but i would have length... liked more there is a dearth of female characters there in these is. movies, and both of, like, it's basically Arwen and Eowyn, and then, like, Galadriel, and besides, like, there's Galadriel, but then Arwen and Eowyn are both kind of, like, a little bit lovesick, like. It's just absurd that, like, it goes on for so long, and she doesn't have a hope, and you're like, it's uncomfortable to yeah. watch. It is just uncomfortable, and it makes yeah. me mad. Yeah, I think that's Basically. fair. I think, like, the thing is, I think it's understandable where it comes from. I don't, but I just think that I it wish they had... It would have been just as easy to not like, write it in. Right, for this movie, I, I think I think it is in the books, though. I don't I remember. remember. It's been so long since I've read them. I think it is in the books. A Eowyn is such, like, sort of a non-entity in that way because she basically wants to be a soldier the whole time. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and you get a little bit of that. That's what it, it wasn't balanced. 
I wanted I more of her. Like, you get scenes of her being, like, angry that she can't fight, but then you get so many scenes of her mooning over Aragorn, and you're like... I think I would have just liked... Um... I don't know. Like, it's, she's a hard character for me because I really like her. I think she's good, and I think Miranda Otto plays her very well given, like, the limited amount she had to work with. Yeah. Uh, but I just... Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I wish... Like, there's nothing for her to do in this movie because the next movie is about her going to fight and kind of coming into that and making that decision. Um, I mm-hmm. wish the catalyst for that had not been... We'll get to that in the next movie, actually. I don't yeah. want to talk about it now. But um, it's just more, they don't, it's like, it's kind of like, like, I think you're right. They just, there's nothing for her to do in this movie because she doesn't fight at Helm's Deep. So, okay, let's just have her moon over Aragorn because that's something for her to do. And like, it's just frustrating. It is. It's very, very frustrating. Um. Okay. But that being said, I do think Miranda Otto does a great job. In she the, is the, excellent. She's, ex- she's excellent in the movie. Um, um, but I don't, I, we're, we're not going to spend any more time on that, even though it will come up again. Um, yeah. I'll probably mention it in the next, in the next one just yeah. because, um, Oh I'm, yeah. I, it just comes up so much in this movie and I'm like, basically, uh, uh so they, decide, they decide after bearing Theodred, they just, and, and Eowyn has an unfortunate song. Um, I don't hate it. I don't like it. I don't I, hate I, it. I don't love it. Ryan mutes it every time. Every time it come, where I'm watching it and it comes on, even if he's not watching the movie with me and is doing something else, he'll <laughs> walk in the room and press mute <laughs> on the remote. Um, yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of the song. But then um, they decide to go to Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like, like I know everyone's like, right out and meet them, right out and meet them. But dude, you met the like war griders and got like pummeled. Yep. This is 10,000 strong army of Urukai. Yep. Like, you would have died. Yep. So it's a good thing that you actually went to Helm's Deep. That's what uh, you had to... Ugh. And Theoden's so whiny the whole time. He's so whiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it does cut, though, I think before they... Before we get to see them go the whole way, it cuts back to Sam and Frodo. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see the sequence of like Sam and Frodo fight about Gollum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gollum does that very famous sequence of him speaking to himself between Smeagol yeah. and Gollum and Smeagol coming out. And says, go away. Is that? Yeah. Okay. I w- <laughs> leave and never, what does he say? He's like, go away and never come back or something. Yeah. Right? Go uh, away. You wanna, you're going to do it? No, I don't really. <laughs> it's like go away, like no, yeah, it is like go. If I can't never go away, come never come back. back, or it's never return. I think never it's come ret- back. It's I think it's come back. Come back sounds right. Mm. Um, so that away. sequence, which yeah. I really remember, everybody like I remember people laughing about it, and I remember there being so oh, many sketches. Oh, right, because chris Catan did this like sketch about it and like i just remember people thinking it was really funny and i was like but it's so sad triumph over like he's so broken oh no i don't think it's funny i mean i think it's i think it's sweet like that he like that he wants to be like good smeagol but i don't think it's funny no um and i think it's a really nice redemption for a character that doesn't get a lot of positive Mm -mm. You know, just isn't depicted positively generally because, you know, of what the ring has done to him. And it's not his fault. 
but it's, um, it's just sad. It is. It is really sad. Um, okay. So then what happens after that? Then we have, this is where they leave for um, Helm's Deep. And then they have the scene, they get attacked on the road. There's the the joking about dwarf women. The dwarf women. There's this, like, really weird Alan cooking scene. Yeah. Which then leads... Although uh, it is nice that we finally find out how old Aragorn actually is. I do actually really love that when she was like, you cannot be 80. And I think that's an extended cut scene, too. Yeah, yeah. It was in the original release. And so he's, like, 87, but then falls asleep and dreams of Arwen. Yeah. Um, and then it's like my least favorite stupid trope that happens in everything where it's like, it's basically Barry and Joe dealing with Iris in the flash, only it's Elrond and Aragorn dealing with Arwen. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where they're like, no, you can't. leave my daughter here to die. And then there's this like stupid (laughs) sequence where a little later that made me so mad where Elrond is like. You'll be so sad for so long. And it's just like Liv Tyler in this beautiful black dress for like five minutes being sad about Aragorn dying. And I'm like, she will find someone else. It's fine. But there will be no comfort for you. Um, no comfort to ease oh, the pain so of his passing. It's so beautifully written, though. It's beautifully I agree written. I that it's so stupid and it's so frustrating. Ugh. And it's just like, oh, yeah, make your daughter cry. Good I movie. I get it. But, um, like, oh, it, yeah, it is very beautifully so written. So after the stupid sequence where Aragorn's like, I have to leave you so you can live, like, whatever, uh, it cuts back to them going to on their way to Helm's Deep and the attack happens and there's this sequence where this is the only moment where I'm like, yes, Eowyn, I get it. Where she's looking and Aragorn's on his horse and it's this great shot of Viggo Mortensen where you're like, yeah. I am feeling a lot of feelings. Yeah. Right now. I feel a lot of feelings about Viggo Mortensen in this movie generally, oh, I have yes. to say. These movies, all three of them. But um, but you, he, I do love, I do love the Legolas kind of like coming around the, kind of swinging onto the, onto horse. the horse. It's such a like, and the cool thing about it is it's such a hero sh- move, oh, but yeah. it's almost a background shot. Like mm-hmm. it's not the focus of the shot. It's just, you have to be like paying attention to see it. It's such a cool thing. It is. It's very cool. Um, this battle sequence is actually really fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty brutal battle sequence. It's a brutal actually. battle a lot sequence. Of, there's a lot of, like, short daggers and, mm-hmm. like... And, you know, Gimli gets covered by one of those animals and then a yeah. second one. And it ends with Aragorn going over the cliff attached to that, think he's dead. To that animal and you think he's dead. And, and Legolas looking down in the saddest way. Yeah. My boyfriend! My boyfriend is gone! Uh, <laughs> then there's a short stint back to Isengard. Ugh, it's so oh. boring. And all the trees being burned and blah, blah, blah. And, like, and the end moot. The, the no, ends, yeah. Yeah, the Ents talking and being like, we have decided that you are not orcs. And you're like, cool. Oh, good. Thanks. Way to go. Yeah. Um, and then Aragorn wakes up. He thinks it's Arwen. Arwen kissing him, but it's his horse. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when the Aragorn is going to die sequence happens. Yeah. And it's super boring. Yeah. Um, ugh, and then ugh. Faramir. <laughs> oh, Faramir! Oh, 
to hear. Okay, yeah, He's you're gonna you're gonna talk some shit about Faramir. Cool in this movie. Oh, I know. Like the thing I don't like about Faramir in this movie is they changed him quite a bit they, from the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because he was my fa- he was probably my favorite character in the books, and I really did not like what they did to him in the movies. Because in the books, if you haven't read the books, he's never tempted by the rank no. in the books. He is quite tempted by the ring in the movie. And I, I read somewhere, or I watched an interview somewhere where, like, Peter Jackson was like, you, look, you couldn't, I just didn't think it made sense for him to just be, with his history with his father, for him to just not be tempted by it at all. Because it's a powerful ring. Everyone's tempted by it. And, and I'm like... boring. And yeah. annoying. And it ruins It's his just character. like Boromir Part 2. Right. It's Boromir Part 2. He's just a turd. Mm-hmm. Like this whole I like this whole sequence. I love Frodo and Sam in the sequence because I love Sam's whole like Sean Aston delivering the line of like I'm his gardener. I'm his gardener. It's yes. so good. So good. But then like we get this whole intricate scene of um Faramir talking about Boromir because they learn of Boromir's death, which is quite sad. Yeah. Uh and then we get the the um scene where Faramir is remembering Boromir back, yeah. being asked to go to the fellow go to Rivendell. And, and it's I like, feel like and you get you get Denethor, see Denethor for the first time. Yes. And you kind of start to understand the terrible relationship between Faramir and Denethor. Yes, you do. And between Denethor and Boromir, like how mm-hmm. unhealthy that was. Because they yeah. both and both Boromir and Den and, and Faramir get it that they have a bad dad, but the the want to please him doesn't go away. So it's yeah. like nice and complex and interesting. <sighs> but Faramir is such a weenie. <laughs> I don't hate him as much as you do. I He's think because I love him the, from the book. But the like, way I he just treats I, them and the way he treats Smeagol and the way he makes the, the way he decides to do all of these things. Yeah. Is terrible. Without, yeah. Like having his men beat this creature who like yes swam in this pool I guess that was you're supposed to die if you swim in this why, pool. Why like why like that why is the pain of swimming in this pool death? I don't I understand. don't know. I, just, so that they would have an excuse to kick the shit out of Yeah, table? like I don't, I don't know. know. That that made didn't make sense to me. But it was like so harsh and it's hard to watch actually. It is. It is really hard to watch. Mhm. And like um, Frodo and Sam, like, Sam, he's not going to say anything, but Frodo, like, this is a creature who is relying on you. Yeah, and it's, it's like, Frodo doesn't have a choice. It's either, you know, trick him or mm-hmm. watch him die, but right. it's just, it's very, it's very, it's one, it's like a very tragic moment. It is, because Frodo, you can see Frodo is identifying so heavily with Smeagol, and he wants to know that there is hope for him. Yeah. After holding on to the ring. And I don't think he understands how twisted Smeagol is. Right. So he's like, he wants, he wants there to be hope and he wants there to be humanity so badly, but he can't save Smeagol from man, from this, yeah. from these men. Ugh, it's so And he can't so save Smeagol from himself, like, at the end of the day. Like, yes, this is the catalyst for, um, it is. you know, for his betrayal, but do we th- really think Smeagol would have let I don't know. Destroy the ring? I don't think We don't know. We don't, but I don't think that, like, 
I don't think that if I don't see it as if this betrayal hadn't happened, Spiegel wouldn't have betrayed him and would, they would have been best friends. Like, I think that's no, unreal. I don't think given so. have a, given how just twisted, yeah. I think it was an unfortunate catalyst and it would have been, you it know, was a it, catalyst that I think created more violence than it needed to. Yeah. If more resentment and more hatred. Right. Exactly. Uh, versus, um, you know, Smeagol tr- desperately trying to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And then the darkness overtaking him. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Aragorn makes it back to, or makes it to Helm's Deep. Um, He and Legolas, wait, 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 before before the door, before the door, he and Legolas have like a really cute conversation where Legolas is like, you look terrible. And I'm like, you love him. And he gives him his even star, all this stuff. And then the door. Yes. Oh, boy. The Brady was tweeting about this. I was tweeting about the door because... I genuinely believe this is like a sexual awakening kind of moment. And I watched this a few weeks ago with some friends, um, two friends, one of whom is into dudes, one of whom is not into dudes. And the one who is into dudes, she and I just kept being like, oh man, it's almost time for the door. It's almost time for the door. And our other friend was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like what door? What? There are so many doors in Lord of the Rings. Yep. So many doors that are important in Lord of the Rings. And we're like, no, you know, you know the door. You know the door. <laughs> and it's Aragorn who is like dirty and bleeding and gross. Yeah. And, gross. and he comes through this like double door and he bangs it open. And his, his hair swings a little bit. And you're just like, yeah, it's a good it's a good shot. It's a good shot. Peter Jackson was well aware of how good looking Viggo oh, Morton was. Yes. So so yes. So yes. many yes. Um so this whole sequence comes back and and Aragorn is like we have to fight, like we have to do the thing. There's um, 10,000 strong um like we got to do this, right? The odds are bad. But there's this great sequence that I love because it's Aragorn and Legolas fighting an elvish. Yeah. Surrounded it's a good by scene. men. And like yeah. they're like, and you can fighting. tell they're fighting. You like, know they're fighting. And Legolas is like, this is a bad idea. And Aragorn is like, we, should go. we have to like, do it. And Legolas was like, well, he basically they're fighting in Elvish. And then Aragorn ends it in English and says that I shall die with them. And if I was a soldier sitting in that room, I would be like, I'm sorry. Did he say die? Yeah, yeah. He's like, then I shall die as one of them or whatever. And like, like I love yeah, it. and like, like, and it's. Yeah, I it's a it's a I think it's a, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be an inspiring moment because for me it's kind of a terrifying moment. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's like, not oh. inspiring so much as it is oh. like is this a folly? Oh. Is this oh. a bad idea? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when the elf is like let's cut and run. Yeah. <laughs> not a good thing. So then this the battle sequence starts. You know, you have like the the getting ready and blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, and then it's them standing on the wall at Helm's Deep, watching this massive army. No, no, it's first the elves show up. Oh, right, right, right. The elves show up, which is amazing because the wood elves yeah. show up. Haldir, Haldir uh, of Lorien. I love Haldir, who has just the best stink face, and he has like, the best and the best voice. He has a great voice. He has too. a good voice and a great stink face because yeah. even when he's like. There is, Elrond, you know, reminds us of whatever, there is a history of men and elves. Mm-hmm. He says it with this, like, 
but I still wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> and well, I like that he says we're here to honor that allegiance and looks at Legolas. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, we're here for you, dude. Like, and oh. Aragorn, who comes down and hugs him, and there's that great moment where he's like, are you seriously it's touching like, you me? You smell. Oh, it's so good. I love... Um... I, I love I love that scene where the elves show up because you just don't expect it. No, you don't expect it. They show up, then they're watching and they're holding. I love the sequence where they're holding their bow and arrows ready. And Legolas sort of whispers, their armor is weak at the neck and underneath the arms. And it's yeah. this great moment of like anticipation waiting for this this fight to start that you've been waiting for the entire movie, basically. Yeah, you knew the movie was coming here. And then it cuts back to the fucking ends. I know. But that said, like, that said, we get this moment where, like, um, they're talking and Mary, Pippin is like, maybe we should just go home. Like, maybe this yeah. isn't a good idea. And Mary's like, look, we have to do this. Mary finds his courage, I feel like. Yes. Like. Ugh, and it's just such a, like, really. Because good... at the heart of it are these four hobbits who are small and from and and fairly simple from this like small town who changed the course of history yeah and it's these like little moments and and we'll talk about sam's moment later on at the end of the movie but it's these little moments where they do these things and pippin gets his too in a little while yeah it's so good and then we cut back to helm's deep when the battle is raging. The bad such a good battle. Best it battle is. scene. Like, oh my god. It's such a good battle scene. Legolas when he flips over that shield and like rides Rise down the thing and it's like boom, with boom, like, boom, boom. The, oh, it's so good. I wish we could I wish we could video that for you because we were both doing the we're like, both doing the, the, the like arrow, arrow motion motions in like uh, our pajamas. I know. <laughs> It is oh, Friday. Cool. We both have had very long weeks, and we're <laughs> both very tired. Uh, um, but then... but so it's such a good scene. But there, things aren't going well. They keep falling back. We see keep Haldir. Haldir dies. Yeah, pretty and much all the elves die. All, like like it's except very, Legolas. Except Legolas. It's very very horrible. Um, and it's just everything is going poorly. Yeah, and they're holding out as long as they can, but. You know, they're, you know, and Gandalf had told him, look for me at first light on the fifth day. Mm -hmm. Dawn looked to the east. So Aragorn knows they have to last the night. Yeah, they have to last the night, but they're not sure that they will. Yeah, it's Um, not good. And then it goes back to Faramir for a second. Uh, And Elijah Wood has this moment where he screams, like, you must let me go. Yeah. And And they're... they're, Aren't they at this point uh, bundled up and heading to Osgiliath? Yeah, they're heading to Osgiliath. Because Osgiliath, um, Mordor has attacked Osgiliath, which yeah. used to be the fort city or the port, kind of the port city of Minas Tirith. Uh, because, oh my God, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to uh, stop and let you do it. No, <laughs> um, so it's just it's like, so Minas Tirith, it's like Minas Tirith, Minas Morgul, and in the middle of his Osgiliath, that all used to be Gondor stuff. And then Mordor started taking over is the short version of that history. Um, because Faramir has decided he's taking the ring to his father. Yes. Because he so, thinks they will be able to use it in Gondor because he's just Boromir again. Yeah. So this is all happening. Um, 
then there's this moment where Pippin gets his. The Ents have decided they're not going to help. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to be a part of this. They're not going to do it. And uh, Treebeard is like, I'll drop you. I'll drop you at the edge of the forest. You guys can get home. And Pippin's like, wait, no. Take us this way. Because yeah. he knows that the minute they see what Saruman has done to the forest, they won't be they're... able to ignore it. And he's right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's this great, I love the moments that Pippin gets in this movie to be smart. Like when he yeah. takes his uh, cloak pin off and throws it on the ground. Yeah. Um, so their friends will find it. Like there are these small moments that Pippin gets to have. Because he's so silly and he's so like funny. And he really fucked up in the first movie. And he so, really like, fucks up in the third movie. And he, so like, it's, I know. And so it's just, it's nice to see him. Like he isn't the coward, I guess, that the we you know, like that. Yeah. He, not like he's that just, he is kind of played out to be a right. little bit he has his moments yeah um so the ents then decide to help then we go back to faramir frodo and sam who are now and and Gollum who are now at oskiliath and elijah wood it is like my favorite i think i know what we're talking about favorite shot of him in the movie when it the camera comes from him from the top yeah. And he's looking up in this very creepy way through his bangs. And he just goes, they're here. And it's this, like, weird horror movie moment. It's so Uh creepy. And it's so great. It's because the Nazgul have arrived. Yeah, it's that's so good. But and then you see, like, you know, Frodo about to give the ring, like, to the Nazgul. And then Sam, like, bodily, like, basically, like, stopping him and Faramir like kind of realizes the power of the ring. Well, we don't even we actually just see him at this moment because they Peter Jackson does something really smart there. He gives us this like they're here, the Nazgul show up and then it cuts away and it goes back to um Theoden and Aragorn. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because then Gandalf has to show up. Yep. Because they've lost they've lost They've lost the the, the outer and the inner, so now they're just inside the like keep. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. They're, they think there's no hope. And then Gandalf shows up, and it's this great moment, and this oh, great speech. And Aomer! And, and then Aomer shows up right behind him, and you're like, Riders of Rohan! Like, yes! I'm so oh sorry. I just yelled God. that to you. No, I love it. Like, because, like, you know, there's something going on, because it clicks for Aragorn when Gimli is like, Look, the sun is rising. Yes. And then the second he says that, Aragorn's like, Let's ride out and meet them. Let's do it. And it's so frustrating because this whole the, the sequence up to that point had been Theoden being like, We got to give up. We got to give up. We got to give up. Like, what, hope do we have? what hope do we what have? What hope do we have? And Aragorn being like, No, there is always hope. Like, we're doing like, this. Like, like your men are dying. They're still fighting. They're still dying mm-hmm. for this. Like, stop whining. And then we get to this amazing sequence of Frodo, who has stumbled onto the top of a, a wall at Eskiliath and a Nazgul. Yeah. You just see his face for a second, and then it cuts back to behind him, and the Nazgul rises up on the, the dragon that is not a dragon. Um, and it's like this really sad, intense moment. And then Sam barrels into him and Frodo pulls Sting out. Yep. And Sam goes, it's me. It's your Sam. Sam. Don't you know you're Sam? And he, Elijah Wood just collapses. And he like drops, he he has this like look of horror on his face and he drops the sword. And he says, so good. I don't, I can't do this. And you're like, 
your heart is just breaking. Like yeah. it's just breaking. And then Sean Astin goes into this amazing monologue, which I was like watching and I was crying. Oh, so <laughs> You're good. so sad. And he's talking um, about how they hear these stories when they're younger and that mm-hmm you wonder what happens when things are bad and how you'll ever get out. And he's like, what are they holding on to some? He Right. Oh, so he's like, folks in those stories had lots of chances of turning back. Only they didn't, they kept going because they were holding on to something. And then Frodo says, what are they holding on to? And he's just, he has despair in his voice. Absolute despair. And like, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. And Sam goes that there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting fighting for. for, And you're just like, and so Faramir hears this whole thing and has this moment of realization that he needs to let them go. But he does it and he still though berates and beats Gollum and strangles Gollum. And Frodo doesn't say anything that time. And you're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And then we go The way they, the way people generally manhandle Gollum is quite disturbing. It's disturbing and it's unsettling to watch. Um, then we cut back to Isengard where the Ents have laid waste to Saruman. Ents are pissed! Like, it's amazing. And that music, Isengard, and, like, the music is so good. The March of the Ents. So, Howard Shore is just a genius. It's amazing. Yeah. The, the, the soundtrack is incredible. We haven't even mentioned the music, but the music is as that, integral to this movie as yeah, I feel like John that, Williams' score is to Star Wars. Yes, like, it is. I agree. That Rohan theme is so good. Um, but they, they've they've crippled Isengard, basically. Yeah. And Mary. I love Mary and Pippin are sitting there because they've they've opened the waterfall has come down. They've broken yep. down the dam and it's just filled with water. And Mary and Pippin are standing there and they've just gone through this whole thing and Pippin's just like, I'm starving. Yep. And then they find a larder with a lot of food in it. Yep. And some wheat. Long bottom leaf. And then they get stoned. And it's outstanding. Because they're hot. Um it is. and then we cut back to Frodo and Sam, who are now back on their way. And Sam has this moment with Gollum where he's like, no hard feelings, right? Forgive and forget. And Gollum's like, you thought, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they have this, like, Sam and Frodo have this moment where they're- cute. Like, Samwise the Brave. Samwise like... the Brave. And they're they're talking about being in the, in the thing. And then there's this wonderful moment with Gollum. And the movie mm-hmm. ends like this, where it's Gollum- against a tree, speaking to Smeagol, so going back and forth about how they should kill them, and Smeagol's like, no, it's too risky, we can't do it. And he goes, we could let her do it. And you have no idea, I mean, if you haven't read the books, I can't even imagine what this must have been like if you hadn't read the books. Yeah. Of like, Wait, that cliffhanger. Because then, although I will say that I do remember when I was eighteen being so angry that they changed the ending, because the end of the Two Towers book ends with you think Frodo is dead. Like, yeah, you think he's dead. Because yeah. I read that yeah. book when I was like, because it ends with Shelob, right? Yeah, it, but, it ends yeah. with the her. It ends with the spider. So the book I remember reading when I was like fourteen or fifteen. And I got there and I got so angry, I put it down and I didn't pick the book up for six months. Or Return of the King, because I was like, the f- 
fuck is this? You're gonna kill the main character in the end of the second book? That's some bullshit. But then when I saw the movie, I was so mad they didn't have the guts to do it. Like, they didn't have the, like... I don't think it was guts. I I, think there's so much more story to tell. Yeah, they would have had to include all of that, but when I was 18... There would have been a lot... This story would have been rushed. You wouldn't have seen the development been able to see the development of the relationship between Frodo and Smeagol and like what that I know, you know but man when I was 18 no I agree though I was like this is bullshit yeah I agree be braver um <laughs> and then like and then you and then you get that final scene with like Gandalf and mm-hmm. like and Aragorn and all of them and like you you realize like because you've been through this huge battle Helm's Deep so many people are dead like they barely scraped by so many people are dead, and then you realize there's so much more coming. Oh, my God. And I it's can't. just really effective. And, like, I'm so excited now for Return of the King. Yeah, too. At some point. I know. Okay, so, um, yeah, Return of the King. We will be doing Return of the King, but this time we are not going to promise we're going to do it. Anytime uh, soon. Anytime soon. <laughs> like, there was, like, I think we did Fellowship in January. This is March, so I would not be surprised. It's April. If- it's, it's April. April. Oh my god. Okay, so it's, it's <laughs> April. So okay, so look for Return of the King in about July. Yeah, it'll be like July-ish when we get to Return of the yeah, King. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. As it's just, much as we love these movies, as much as we enjoy doing these episodes. Very long. It's so long. It takes such a long chunk of time out of, it does. of so To be able to time. watch them and then find time to record. Um, any final two towers thoughts though? Um, I don't think we mentioned we we alluded to it, but we did not mention the horses down the cliff. Um, oh at the yeah, end. and I just love that scene. I think it's so cool. It's a cool scene. Like it's um, a cool shot. Cool the, like entry. Yeah, that's very cool. We also oh. didn't mention when um, Wormtongue goes back to Saruman. Mm-hmm. Yes, like we didn't be... we didn't spend a lot of time on Saruman because he's such a he's such like a red herring of a villain, you know, like he's so intensely villainous in the first movie. And in this one, he really just, everything falls apart so quickly for him that it's hard. The real enemy in this, in this movie, uh, for me was anyone stopping Frodo and Sam. It was, Mm -hmm. it was Faramir and it was self doubt. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Looking, we... looking forward to 252 minutes of Return of the King. Oh, my God. At some point. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't say that. I'm <laughs> tired. Just, just, oh. oh it's so good. Lord. Um, oh, these movies are so good, though. So, as usual, um, yes. we have to plug the Hard Knock Life podcast. We love being a part of the Nerds of Color podcast. Um, um and you know, oh so um if you are in in Baltimore or around Baltimore in a couple of weeks Universal Fan Con is happening mm-hmm. um and that is um I think Nerds of Color is one of the kind of co sponsors co, like yeah sponsors of the event and it's kind of an inclusive fan convention so if you are going to be in Baltimore at that time um check it out yeah, it'll be fun I would, I, I want. I wish I could go because I've been hearing so much about it. I and, know uh, we're sad we won't be there. Cool. I know, but um, and then a thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Yes, thank Thanks. you to Fazia, Meredith Smith at the ten dollar level, and 
Martha, Brandy, Rahul, GeekHeartGames.com, Jordan, Annie, Megan, Claire, Brian, Robert, Gayatri, Maya, and the Nut family, all at the $5 level. Um, as always, we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Yep. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Daisy Geek Girls. I am at Run With Skizzers. I am at S. Krishna. Uh, as always, please rate the show if you like us. Leave us a review. Give it five stars. We think it uh, we, helps people find the show. We're told it helps. We don't really know, but Whatever. Hey, that's what everyone else says at the end of their podcast. So it's we'll do true. it too. <laughs> uh, until next time, we will yep. see, see you in, in hell. hell.